welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have uh, producer, makeup artist, uh, special effects makeup artist, uh, wardrobe uh, actress, uh, what I like to say, Jill of all trades, Jamie Apple. Uh, Jamie has worked on a ton of movies, and we're going to talk about some of them. So, Jamie, tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, I live in literally a two-stoplight town in the middle of nowhere. Uh, started SFX in 2012. Sorry, my studio is still a mess from the last set. Um, and I pretty much gave it up. Well, as I just mentioned, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and that pretty much drove me in the ground for about five years. Got myself sober and decided one day that I was sober enough to venture into the indie film world. Put out, you know, a notice that, hey, I do SFX makeup. I've been working at this haunt for this long and it took off. And I wasn't planning on acting or doing any of that. I never wanted to be in front of the camera. But now I kind of like it after the last role I just finished. So it, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's a little fun. I mean, I've only done like little bit parts, but it, it's something that you're just like, I like this. It's just. <laughs> um. So, you, like I said, you're working on everything. You're you're doing special effects makeup. You're doing makeup. You're doing wardrobe. You're you're acting now. Um, is so so. What's your what's your true passion between all that stuff? Um, SFX makeup definitely is my passion. I like to be able to push the limits of what we can actually do and do it. So I try to be better each time. And again, this last set I was on, I did a couple of things that I've never done before. And it was, it turned out pretty phenomenal. Cool. Well, I guess, so I have to ask you, um, I'm, I'm not sure how old you are, so I'm not going to put that out there. But I was, I was in the age of the VHS tapes. Did you have your, 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 your Tom Savini VHS tape with, uh, and your, uh, was it, uh, I can't remember the other one, it was something horror, but I had those on VHS tape back in the day. Actually, believe it or not, I do, I still don't. I don't watch horror movies. I have one, um, it's Pumpkinhead is my absolute favorite, and I don't watch it even for the movie or the plot line, but I watch it for Pumpkinhead. Um, I'm just, I've never, like, I'm, I'm a wuss. I'm a coward, and that's why I work at haunts instead of going through them, because I know where things are going to be, and that's why I don't mind watching the movies I worked on, but it's really hard for me to watch somebody else's horror movie and then sleep the next week. Now, now you're not one of the ones that, 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 as soon as you started finding out how it's all made and stuff, it just kind of lost its luster, but you're still, the, 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 it's still there, huh? It's, it is, it's still there, and it stems all the way back to, and this is probably going to give away my age, I was like four, and HBO was just becoming a thing on Cablevision, if you can think back then, um, and my parents decided to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. It terrified me, and I mean, I was little, so, you know, it all stems from that, so Thanks, Freddie, for the nightmares. I still have them. Uh, okay, so I got to ask you this because this, this is the way my wife is. If we watch a horror movie, we've got to watch something after the horror movie for a palate cleanser that shows she, she can go to bed. She's the same way. Yeah. 
I, yes, I, can, I think. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I can literally watch a horror movie and fall asleep <laughs> watching the horror movie, no problem. But but if you give me true crime, like you can let me watch the most terrible thing that happened in real life, and I can go to sleep right after. I know that is awful, but I'm one of those women that can sit there and I can watch the craziest true crime stuff as I'm falling asleep and it not bother me. So. I'm not gonna, the uh, uh, what was real bad was uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Cold Case Files or no? One of those is on like a Roku channel, so it streams all the time. I used to just turn that on and then go lay down and go to sleep. So I'd have that playing in the background while me sleep. Yeah, my my newest favorite is Murder on the Bayou. It's actually I think on Paramount, but I turned it on and like binge watched all of it because I'm from the South. So I was like. These people actually have my accent. Holy cow. Because I get told, like, I do a lot of filming up north. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, you have the cutest southern accent. I don't hear it, but everybody else does. I go down south or I go up north because I live in Ohio. I either go, to, I go visit family in Michigan or I go visit family down south. And they're like, man, you have the craziest accent. I'm like, I don't think I have anything. This is like the generic white American accent. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I just bless you for being in Ohio. That state is the bane of my existence when I travel from North Carolina to Illinois. Because, you know, with makeup equipment and now lighting and sound gear, we can't fly. So mm -hmm. we have a huge diesel truck that we fill up with everything and transport. And going through Ohio kills me every time. Like, one minute you're way up here, the elevation is, like, sky high, and then you're like, there's no gas stations. It, it's crazy. Like, if you want to be in the middle of nowhere, go to Ohio. Amazing filming. Well, it's, uh, what was it? For me, it was uh, Kansas, because there's nothing in Kansas. <laughs> Just flat. I, and, and That's how the, Illinois is. <laughs> the, 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 the problem with gas stations is is it's the um, east side of Ohio. And I don't know why. Because once you get out of a certain area of Ohio, gas stations everywhere. But when we go to, we used to go to uh, uh, Pittsburgh and stuff like that. So we'd stop and you'd be driving late at night and you're just like, oh, there's, there's a gas station and it's closed. And you just keep driving, you keep driving, there's a gas station and it's closed. And I'm almost out of gas. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, that's that's how my town is. There's like it shuts down at like eight, nine o'clock at night. That's it. Everything dies. It's so quiet here. So, but I love so how it. did you get into special effects makeup in a in a little old town like that? There's actually a local home that is ran by a couple of ex Hollywood directors. Um I'll throw their names out, names out, uh, Dean and Star Jones, and it's the original Hollywood Horror Show. Okay. I actually, I uh, wanted to work there so bad. Like, I always saw all their signs, and I was like, well, I want to go be a haunt actor. And I went out there, like, on the off chance that they were there, I met Dean, and he kind of let me come in early in the season, learn how to do the masks, the prep work, the ready to go. And that was a really good experience. And it didn't work out after the first year. I didn't, like the haunt scene at the time I was starting to get into drinking really heavy and didn't want to tolerate the drama. So I just kind of left. And if you, 
you've ever worked in the haunt industry, there is drama. There's always going to be drama. Yes, there is. So I left and I was under contract. So I had to take a four year cool down period. And when I quit drinking, I joined a campground and they had a volunteer haunt. Every year, the proceeds go to the North Carolina Leukemia Lymphoma Foundation. This year, they, you know, I left, but this year they were able to donate over $20,000. Pure donations. Wow. No profit. So they're, they're very good people to work for, and they needed somebody over their makeup department. Well, I ended up not only running the makeup department, but I ran it through COVID, and we had a drive-through haunt for the kids and for everybody else. So we still made money that year. And that's kind of how I got into it, and I just haven't let it go. That's cool. We, um, I did a, a haunt w one year, and you had just all the infighting between the actors and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm literally here to have fun and to make a little money. And, <laughs> and right. it was like, like people were sucking the fun out of it. I'm like, Oh, okay. You have a great night one day. And then the next night you just be like sitting there just, uh, I just want to leave. I just <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And see, I still run a haunt here locally in town. We only run one, two nights. It's at our local baseball stadium. Um, and I hire local teenagers. And for the past two years that I've ran it, there's been no drama. Everybody's gotten along. Nice. Right. And when you get like 40 teenagers, that's big. So that's kind of how I got my nickname, Mama Monster. I become everybody's mother. So, <laughs> Well, you, you kind of have to deal with the, what I do. I, I I have a comic book store, and we they play magic, so I have to be the, the grumpy dad-slash-uncle that tells the kids, you need to knock it off. You need to be... The fact that you got 40 of them with no drama, I can't get 12 of them with no drama. <laughs> yeah, these guys, they're awesome to work with. Like, they, they literally, if they see another kid doing something wrong... They'll call them out. If that kid doesn't listen, they come straight to me and they say, hey, mom, this is what we got going on. And I go handle it right then. I haven't had to let any of my kids go. They've always been apologetic. And they're like, whoa, we want to keep working for you. So we have, we do have a lot of fun. Bam, that's cool. Um, <laughs> so how'd you go from being a haunt worker to being in film? To working in film, I should say. Um. Somebody I know posted a um, casting call and I joined the casting call group and just threw it out there that I did makeup and threw out one of my zombie looks and it exploded. Nice. It was, it was like a time bomb. Like I got put, you know, I booked a couple of short films and now it's like every time I turn around, I'm having to actually turn down jobs and I feel so bad that i can't take all the jobs you know but yeah. i am literally from now until july i have at least one gig a month two in march and possibly three in may i thought i was busy i don't i don't know how and 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 i, I put this out there i if, you, you got four kids i do and all men at home mm -hmm. i homeschool Jeez. I, have, I have four of them, but three of them don't live here anymore. They're all adults, and I have events. And 
my oldest is now 19, so um, she hasn't found her path yet, and I'm not rushing that. I told her, I'm like, you can live at home as long as you want, and I actually pay her to care for her siblings when we go on our shoots, and, you know, she loves it, so gives her extra money, and she has her own little petting zoo, so it takes care of her zoo. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the things nice is that my my son Joe, who is my my third kid, he is my uh, everybody calls me my mini me, but I'm like, how's he my mini me when he's my size? <laughs> um, he's he's here. He he works for me at my shop. He gets paid, but I also since he lives with his brother across town, because uh, that was another thing is is my kids. Um, we let them stay at home until they're ready. My oldest son that lived at home, he's he's stockpiled money and then he bought a house because he just been stockpiling money for and i'm like there's a house available do you want to buy it we can get it for cheap and he's like i don't know and i'm like you're 20 because he bought it two years ago so he's 24 years old i'm like my house i didn't buy my first house till two years ago i'm 48 <laughs> i was like i wish i would have done that when i was 20 so um but what you're working on movies. You're right. That's that's what my husband did. He bought. Oh. Oh no! Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Your husband bought. Um. Um. He bought our house when he was twenty. So I mean, pretty much our house is paid off now, which is nice to be. You know, I have my kids young. I'll tell you guys how old I am. I'm thirty nine. I'll be forty in May. So I still have like a lot ahead of me. I did start my career late. Had kids early, but. It's been a lot of fun along the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you. I think if you don't have those learning experiences, you don't become the person you are today. And you wouldn't, you, you start taking stuff for granted. I mean, yeah. granted. Um, I mean, if, if I wouldn't have been, if I wouldn't have put myself through all the bull crap that I put myself through when I was younger, <laughs> I wouldn't have the outlook that I have now. So sometimes you got to go, was it go through hell to, to get where you are so absolutely um yeah and <clears throat> excuse me i'm still getting over a sinus infection that i got when we went to illinois the air is so dry there and then coming back to north carolina where it's so humid it has killed me um i've been preaching a lot on my page about women being positive to other women because mm -hmm. that's one thing in this industry i cannot stand don't be catty to other women my best friend in this industry is Angel Bradford. She is my bestie. We do a lot together and we share our successes. We share our failures and we pick each other up when we need it. And that's how all women should be. And, you know, that's, that's the women I want around me. Yeah. It's unfortunately, because I've, I've seen this locally because we have a, we have a pretty good thriving indie film area in, in the yes. Dayton area. Um, but you see the people working with the same actors and same actresses, but like either the directors don't get along or, you know, and you're just like, man, you guys are using the same people in the same area. Don't be jerks to each other, man. Just, just fight, fight. You guys have a ton of commonality and yet you don't use it to make things better. I think if, if everybody got to working together, this thing would be huge. So, yeah, but unfortunately, that's one of the one of the downsides to I think ego. 
It is. It, it's all pride and ego, and it sucks that it's like that. So, you know, I, I had a young lady reach out to me. She was like, I was really apprehensive to reach out to you because I heard you were not a nice person. I'm like, what? So she asked me a couple of tips, tricks, pointers, and I gave her all the information she wanted to know. Mm -hmm. How else are we going to create the new generation of makeup artists, actresses, actors, cameramen? gaffers sound guys you can't if you don't share that information and i've learned that a lot of the people that do make it higher up in the indie film community they don't want to share that they want that to be theirs you know i may not tell you all my tips and tricks but i'm going to tell you enough that you're going to figure out how exactly i'm doing it and be able to do it just as efficiently if not better than me yeah, you know, it, it's it's sad that, that you know, people want to hold that over others. And I think all that does is hinder everybody then. I mean, that comes to any job. There's all these people who, you know, I've worked in factories where guys will literally like, hey, I need to learn how to do this machine. Yeah, hold on a second. They'll like put their hand so you can't see what they're doing. I'm like, we work together. We work in the same field. Why are you doing this? Um, but no, talking about Angel, awesome girl, had her on a couple weeks ago. Oh man, I can't, I can't wait to have her back on. She was so much fun. <laughs> she, she's my adopted daughter. Um, we do a lot together and we've become very close. And if anybody hurts her, I'm going to hurt them. Like literally mama bear vibes when it comes to Angel. Oh God. She, she hurt me a little here when we talked because we were, we were laughing. And I said something about her mom. I was like, how, I was like. We talked about how old she was. And I'm like, I was like, well, how old were your parents? She goes, oh, my mom will be uh, 46. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm even older than your mom. That's great. Because <laughs> I've been a horror fan. I've been, I've helped with my friends that have worked on movies. Um, I've written movies that have never seen the light of day and will probably never see the light of day. Uh, but I'll do it as a, as a, as a, what do you want? Uh, um, practice is you know something to keep my brain going because um, as you said, I'm, I've I've told many people this. I'm a former alcoholic, and I try to keep myself busy because if I don't, I'm there's always that I don't want to drink. I don't want to have that drink, but like during COVID, when everything shut down and I'm just depressed at home, and you're just like, I can't do nothing. I can't leave. I'm stuck. And you look over and it's like, man, I could definitely have a drink. And then it's like, nope, nope. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So, so I kept busy. Mm -mm. Okay. And my, my wife. Um, like, yeah. It's upside down, but it's my, my AA tattoo. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, that, that's great. I mean, AA works for people. Um, I got, I got sober once, fell off the wagon um, got sober again and it was literally, I'm sitting there drinking one time and it wasn't even like I was drinking much. I'd, I'd gotten down to where it was like next to nothing. And, um, we're at a, at a bar celebrating and I, I, I took a drink and went, I slid it across the table and went, I'm done. And my wife's like, you ready to leave? I'm like, no, I think I'm done drinking. And I haven't had a drink nine years ago. Wow. So I'm like, well, I'm coming up on. I'm coming up on six years. Um, I wish it would have been that easy. Um, but when I finally 
quit the last time and haven't picked it up since. I was laying in a hospital bed and my doctor walked in, looked at me and said, I'm going to go get those kids out in the waiting room right now because you need to tell them goodbye. Jeez. Yeah. See, so, I've, I don't, I don't put this out here a lot. Um, I went, when I was young, I was living apartment. I was the party guy. I was the only one of my friends had an apartment, so everybody came to my house to drink and party. And uh, one night, uh, I've been with my wife now uh, in uh, October. We'll be together 30 years. And um, she came to my apartment because we were kind of on again, off again. We were kids at that time. And um, she came in. She found me, and I was laying on my front room floor, and uh, my skin was uh, like a, like green and purple. I had drank so much, I'd gotten alcohol poisoning, and uh, I don't remember it. She said she grabbed me, started shaking me, yelling at me, telling me to wake up, and uh, told me that I was going to tell, she was going to tell my grandparents, and she, as soon as she said that, my eyes rolled back out from back of my head and went, no, I don't <laughs> want my grandma mad at me, and uh, it took a while, but I finally got my shit together, and, and uh I, I never want to do that again. I I don't remember it at all. I don't, no clue. <laughs> you know, I, I still remember some of the bad days, but I don't remember many good days drinking. Like, I don't. It's mostly the bad. And, you know, props to the people that can have a drink and put it down. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm proud of them. My husband is one of those. I don't keep him from drinking. Nope. He can drink anytime he wants. Yep. I just don't want it. Like, and... I work a lot with the Acro Star film family. Um, that's S.J. Herman, all them. They will occasionally take a shot as a family, either before or after shooting, whatever, just, you know, mm -hmm. as, a, as a good luck gesture. Mine's always apple juice or sparkling water, but I still grab the shot glass because it's a toast to all of us. Yep. Uh, did the same thing at my friend's wedding. Everybody's drinking champagne. I have a... I think I had iced tea in the champagne glass. <laughs> I was like, ding, congratulations, blah, 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 drink it. And he's like, all right, now I'm going to go back over the table. Because if anybody ever wonders, this is always, always iced tea. <laughs> um, I, I get picked on on set because I carry around a two liter of ginger ale. And that's my drink for the day. Everybody knows if I'm not carrying a bottle of water, I that's Jamie's ginger ale. So... Hey, hey, hey I'm, I, congratulations. You're kicking ass. And that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm happy when, when I hear these, these, you know, great stories about people, you know, getting sober and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, sometimes, like I said, I, when I was able to walk away from it that last time, you know, everybody's like, oh, how'd you do it? I'm like, I just walked away. And somebody's like, it wasn't that hard. I'm like, surprisingly enough, no, it was nice. And, and I'm, Never, never, you know, haven't gone back, nothing, so. Right, you know, I'm like, man, why didn't I find these opportunities sooner? Why didn't I start doing this sooner? But then I look back and I'm like, do you really think you could have handled some of the tough situations you've been in during that time? And oh. my answer to myself is always no. 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 So. Yeah. Um. So, we're going to get, I got to get back to movies here. Yes. Um so what movie have you worked on that you're the most proud of? The one we just finished, actually, uh, Desperate Souls with S.J. Herman. 
Um, it is a horror, but it is also a romance and suicide awareness and a lot of other things rolled into one. And there was a lot of emotions that went into that film. That's, that's well, I've watched the trailer to that. Well, the teaser trailer, because what the real trailer doesn't drop till tomorrow. For for those watching tomorrow night, yeah. So this 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 will drop Monday more Monday afternoon. So at noon, so it'll drop in a few hours after this drops. <laughs> so go find the Desperate Souls uh, trailer that drops at what time? Um, eight p.m. Central. Eight p.m. Central. Okay, so Which is, nine, I think nine Eastern. Yes, nine EST. I, and I, we actually have an event on we have an event on Facebook. If you just look up um, me, Jamie Apple on Facebook, I'll have it on there. But we are actually doing a live trailer tomorrow night, and we're going to do a Q and A with the cast and crew while we're watching it and after. So I'll I'll drop my link for that. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll put that at the end of the show, and we'll have that ready to go. Um, now. With all the stuff that you're doing, you're go doing movies. Do you do do you get out to conventions or anything at all? Actually, yeah. Um, last year was actually my first horror convention. It was Carolina Fear Fest. Um, Matt Burns actually invited me out to that, and I'm doing that again this year because it always falls on my birthday weekend. Nice. But other conventions, I have not made it out to yet because I haven't had time. It's crazy. Well. I'll, I'll tell you the same thing I told Angel. I'm I'm a guest at a convention in Virginia coming up in September. Cool. It's a uh, Haunted Screams Expo, and um, I got invited as a guest because of my show and and whatnot. And I also interviewed the guy uh, that runs it. Um, his, he's got two personas. I'm not sure which one he wants to go by, <laughs> but his his latrum is uh, he's the little demon dude with the ears. He does uh, Haunted Scream Expo, um, and I it gets like the 12th and the 13th of September. I'd have to double 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 check on that one. Um, but yeah, last year I got to interview um, what I call the Hellraiser guys. So it was um, mm -hmm. Gary Tunnicliffe. Uh, uh, Mike Re uh, Regan and uh, Paul Taylor. So it was the last pinhead, and then Gary had worked on every Hellraiser from three to the to ten for Dimensions, and Mike had worked on every one from four to ten for Dimensions, not including all the other stuff. And oh man, them guys had stories. Were all kinds of. <laughs> and Gary, I don't know if you've ever met him. If you ever get a chance. Uh, he's awesome because he doesn't care because he's like I'm retired now I'll, I'll burn bridges so he'll tell you about everybody <laughs> oh wow yeah because we had the discussion about about um, actors and actresses that have gotten married that he goes yeah I told him that was going to be a train wreck 10 years ago or whatever <laughs> now see oddly all the Hellraiser movies they never scared me Ever. Like, I watch them. They're more of, like, a, a body torture, body mutilation. Oh, yeah. So, it doesn't really scare me. That's more of a, oh, wow, how did they make that muscle look like that? Frank, when he skinned in that move in two, yes. that is impressive. Same way with Julia, with the, the when she, she's reforming. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, oh, okay, so I have to ask you, you. You're not a horror fan, though. 
what's your what's your go to movie? Um, actually, my go to is somewhat horror, but it falls back into that body torture. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses is probably my favorite movie. Just to pop on when I'm working and just let it play over and over again. Oh man! Hey, that's another thing. Uh, horror that the horror convention in September. Doctor Satan will be there. <clears throat> well, see, the fun thing is, I can't do film work in September because I'm setting up my haunt. Oh. So there is a chance that I can sneak up there for the weekend and come. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Hell yeah! And uh, uh, even if we get you up there, uh, we'll get you into the after party in the whole nine yards. So I got to I got to hang out with uh, um, Bonnie Morgan uh, from the Ring movies and. Uh, we got to hang out with, uh, I can't remember his name, the little dude that was the stand-in for Chucky and the newest Leprechaun. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, those, those guys were having a blast. And it's, it's I'm not going to mean, I'm, I don't want to sound mean, but the one of the best things ever is the, the little guy walking around with his bottle of beer. And he's so small that it looks like a champagne bottle in his hand. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I, I have one funny story, but I'm not going to share it. She'll share it with you if you ever meet her. Um, Nancy Ritter from Scream, mm -hmm. the, the Scream bathroom. She actually has become one of my very close friends. Like, we text each other back and forth. <laughs> and she'll message me and be like, hey, are you going to be at this convention? If so, I want you with me. Like, I was not supposed to be a handler or anything at Carolina Fear Fest. And I ended up being her handler, made sure she got back to her hotel. She got me to drive her through McDonald's. It was great. But she has stories to tell if you have time for them. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to, we'll have, to have that discussion sometime off the air. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's, that's one of the problems is because people will tell me these stories. And they're like, are we done filming? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I got stories. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Right. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I did an interview, I don't know, about three months ago, and it ends, and we're, we're already going long. We're already like almost two hours. We continue talking for another hour after the show because he just tells me stories, and I can't tell any of wow. them. <laughs> yeah, I have some of those, and I'm like, gosh, I wish I could tell them because it would make everybody laugh so bad, so hard, like pee your pants laugh, but. It's that little voice in the back of your brain that goes, no, they'll never tell you anything again. Exactly. So I just keep it in. That, that's where I'm at. That is where I'm at. And, and before we get too far, I have to say, um, you killed it when you dressed as Cruella last year. Aw. That shit was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. There's some more in the works. I can't wait. Um, we got a couple more things going on. Um Clarence has got some cool things coming up. He is so much fun. He was the photographer. Um, he is phenomenal. If anybody, if ladies, gentlemen, whoever gets the chance to work with Clarence, do it. So. Like I said, I was sitting there, I was like, because it took me a second. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that was you at first when you first posted it. And I was like, scroll back and went, oh, damn, that's impressive. I was like, shit. Um, so, uh, um, oh, thank you. 
Um, now, okay, we've we've talked about doing horror. If you could work in any other genre of films, what, what other genre would you like to work in? Maybe comedy, honestly. I know it's it's hard for, like, SFX in comedy, but I'm thinking, like, even horror parody movies, like the Haunted House movies, or, yeah, something like that would be movie, amazingly yeah, yeah. fun, yeah. The, uh, the, the, this is what's funny. Um, I was doing a con years ago, and they had, I can't remember his name, he was a special effects artist there. He started on, um, uh, Face Off on, on, um, sci-fi uh but he had he was there and he had his makeup and he did um what was it and this is gonna be bad wet dreams on elm street the porno parody so he did the nightmare on elm street porno parody and he he's like he looks at people and he goes he goes i'm never going to get hired to do a nightmare on elm street movie so this dude killed it with the makeup because he made the freddy look i mean it looked like freddy and it's for a porno movie. All because he was like, I'm never going to work on Friday, you know, so I'm never going to work on Friday the 13th. I'm never going to work on Nightmare on Elm Street. He goes, I got the offer to do the Nightmare on Elm Street porno yeah, parody. And I jumped on it. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah, that's awesome makeup. And he goes, well, it got me other jobs. So. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm picking up these weird odd roles that are really hilarious, and that's what I'm digging. Um, you know, Acrostar Films is going to be doing a Sweet Family Christmas. They just dropped that. It's a uh, Hallmark parody, which is going to be a lot of fun. But what I have coming up this weekend is uh, called Butch and Jack Solve a Mystery. It's Nikki Park's film. Um, he's our director. And it is just phenomenally insane. I get to dress like a 90s mom, aunt kind of thing with the big blonde bouffant hair. And the corset, you know, the Dolly Parton era of white trash aunts. That's yeah. that's me this weekend. But it's going to be a lot of fun. That, that's cool. Um, so... so... When you're acting, what 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 do you really what's what what do you like acting in the horror or in the or in the the comedy stuff? I like acting in the horror, but I don't want the serious roles. If that makes any sense, I like being like a side character. I don't like lead roles. I want to be that funny little quirky side character that, if we didn't have that character, it wouldn't be as good of a scene. So, you know, that that's where I like to be. I kind of like to be off to the side, but still make an impact. You're, you're one of the ones that needs to break up the darkness with just a little bit of light over here at the corner, right? Usually I'm a smart aleck, though. So I get those roles. I get to be the... Yeah. Yeah. I, I said a couple of mean things in <clears throat> Desperate Souls, our main character. I feel kind of bad for saying those, but apparently he deserved it. No, does that ever get to you when you when you got to act? You you're like you got to be mean to somebody that you're like really kind of pretty cool with that you. <laughs> um, no, actually, one of the first acting roles I did was a role called Trashy. That movie is not out yet. It is an, in editing, but it is seriously <clears throat> white trash. And Paul Hurley, I don't know if you guys know who Paul Hurley is. 
he plays my ex-husband in this movie. The chemistry is so amazing that we were afraid that the downstairs neighbors were going to call the cops because it sounded like we were truly having a domestic dispute. And yeah, it, it was really good. But no, that scene was, was actually one that we had a lot of fun with, but we put out a lot of anger with. So it, it was good, but I don't regret any minute, minute of that one. Now, did you have to get you get yourself in a good headspace where before you worked on that? Like get mad at somebody in real life? I, I did. I did. And it's not very easy when you're such an easygoing person to really like get yourself in that headspace. But I've been married once, so I always have that to look back on. Uh, that's it's one of the ones where you're you're like, Well, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. See that that that's one of the worst parts about it is, is that I've gotten older and and people have offered me like you know hey you want to be in a movie I'm like eh, what what day are we filming I'm like oh I can't I can't do that I was supposed to be the guy in a movie and I was supposed to be mul- show up multiple times I was supposed to be the guy at the beginning of the movie that told the kids they were all going to die out there but I was going to be the only reoccurring character in all the movies just the guy that ran the gas station so it <laughs> connected the universe that the one guy. And I was like, eh, I could do that. Yeah. Grumpy old uh, hillbilly, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I like being the grumpy old woman. Um, and in um, A Sweet Christmas, waving my husband in. He's hanging out in the studio with me. Um, but on A Sweet Family Christmas, I play the uh, lush, wonderful housekeeper named Alice. So uh, definitely a smart aleck, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun with that character, but not so sure about uh, how her demise plays out. <laughs> now, since your husband's right off to the side, how does he feel about being, uh, becoming, did, was he working in film before you guys got together, or was it something that you guys came together with? No. No, he wasn't in film before. He is actually, he's an auto mechanic by trade, owns his own business. Um, And I was going to some sketchy shoots that I didn't feel comfortable going alone to. Good shoots, bad area of town. And I'm like five foot two. I'm tiny. I am a little human. And when I have $20,000, $30,000 in makeup gear, I don't want to haul that around by myself. And then he was like, I want to try some lighting. Now half of my studio is dedicated to his lighting and sound equipment. And generally, if I tell people what he does, he gets hired right along with me. And if they don't want to hire him as anything on set, he becomes my assistant. So. Becomes your security. Uh, Gonna have to. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, We went to Chicago, downtown Chicago, for a promo shoot. And mind you, I have not been anywhere pretty much off the East Coast. Chicago was huge. I was terrified of that place. And I was so glad I had him to drive the roadways. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Chicago is insane. I remember taking my wife there for the first time, and she's like, this town sucks. 
Traffic was horrible. Everything. She's like, you can't. I was like, that's why you don't drive. You park and then you ride the bus or you walk or you cab everywhere. So. Yep. And I will say, you know, with it being a legal state, we had to make a pit stop because my nerves were like this by the time we got there. It was crazy. You had to swing in and uh, visit some good friends up there. So, um, I, th I think uh, there's, I've always stuck to North Carolina. That's mm -hmm. the where I'm from. And I'm branching out now and I'm, I'm realizing there's a huge film industry in the Illinois, Ohio. That whole Great Lakes Basin area is freaking amazing because now um, I'm in talks about going to Indiana in July. You know, I've driven through Indiana, but never been there. So I'm pretty excited about that, too. You know, a lot of people, they want local talent. And I'm like, I'm willing to travel. Just hire me. <laughs> and it took a while for people to give me that shot. Yeah, because it, it's, you know, we talked about this a little bit ago. You know, you get those people who've worked with the same people and they don't want to give other people shots, you know. And, and I've told a couple of my friends locally i'm like man you should give you know it's you always have the same actresses you have the same actors you got the same effects people you've got the same sound guy you got the same guy doing music you got everything from every movie to every movie mix it up man bring in somebody new just to be the star you could keep everybody else or bring in a new special effects person or bring in this because mm -hmm. all it's going to do is make things bigger and expand your 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 you know work people i get i don't know how to call them uh and your horizons <laughs> yeah and yeah you know but there's there's people that that i i know people that they have the same actress every movie same actors every movie and i'm not gonna say it's bad it's not i mean you you get that rapport with those people but i think it does kind of stagnate after a while and you like I said, you I there's people I love their stuff, but literally you go in there and it's it's like watching the next movie, even though it's a completely different movie. It's the same people playing just slightly different roles, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. right. And then you're shutting out these actresses um, like Angel Bradford, who are more than just a pretty face. Like that is the thing. I cannot wait for Desperate Souls to come out for you guys to see her, not me. Not everybody else, her and those lead characters, they all stepped out of their comfort zones for this. And I literally cried watching Angel doing some of these scenes. So I cannot wait for you guys to see it. Well, I know you worked on Mothman with her. And it's funny because yeah. I'm not going to lie. I When they're doing the interview in the restaurant with the people, you know, you're sitting there with her and I'm like, when I first watched it before I met her, I was like, oh, they just got they just got people that work there that I, you know <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's an actress, okay. And she did a really good job and you you know. Um and I told her I I found I was going through and I found um where you where you do your sizzle rolls and stuff like that on her on her Facebook page and I was going through and watching her bits and um I found what Debbie does demons and I was laughing at it. And then I'm like, where can I get this? And she goes, it's not out yet. So I found the director, and which is a Farmer, Don, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, I got a hold of him. I'm like, so when does this come out? He's like, May. I was like, good. I, I need a copy. And now I got an interview with Don coming up. So <laughs> next week. 
<laughs> yeah, Angel, she's a she is a phenomenal actress, and like I said, Desperate Souls gives her more of a depth. Like I've seen her go through sadness, loss, anger, frustration, everything in that film, and to film a feature length film with that many emotions in seven days. Whew, it takes a lot out of you. And she rode from North Carolina to Illinois with us. She's always my travel buddy, too. So um, if we're on the same set, we're definitely riding together. It just makes it easier on everybody. But she she is definitely going to be around. Like, you're going to see her face a lot after this film comes out, even more. Oh, man. It's like she keeps posting. She's like, got another movie role. Got another role. I'm like, congratulations. Jeez, man. I wanted to go leave some for somebody else. <laughs> She's, and now you're, you're jump, you're nailing all these upcoming movies too. Damn. Congratulations. So. Yeah. Um, talk to Chris, Christopher Gatross side quest. Um, I had already been in talks with him about doing the makeup and he's like, Hey, you should send in your audition for Liz. And, you know, like last week he goes, I'm down to like five of you for Liz's role and I don't know who to give it to. And I was like, well, if I'm not good for the role, don't give it to me. You know, that's that's how I am. If somebody else fits that role better. Mm -hmm. Well, I got word that I did get the role. You know, he was like, it came down really, really tight. And I'm like, that was the first role that I actually auditioned for. The rest have just kind of been like, like with the Aunt Brenda role in Butch and Jack. I filled in for a reading, and then he offered me the role. So, you, you, so you I'm kind of actually. It. I'm scared to actually audition for things because I don't think I can handle much more. So. Uh, see, I, I've I've been offered jobs at weird places. We were at Horror Hound, oh god, like ten years ago, and this dude walks up to me and he goes, "You an actor?" And I'm like me and he's like i'm like no he's he goes man he goes i, I like i like this he goes, he goes um would would you be in a movie and part of me is like i'm gonna go die somewhere is this how this works is this how this ends and he's like he's like no i'm casting for uh it was a basically a um i don't even know what happened to it i don't know if it, whatever happened i've never been able to find it but i guess they were casting for a hillbilly Kentucky Manson family type movie and he wanted me to be the, the the weird cult leader because I had the beard I had at the time I still had hair um and I'm like that's kind of terrifying though yeah and I was like all right and then he's like well and he's telling me where it's at and stuff like that I'm like yeah I can't do that I was like I can't at the time, I had a full-time job. I was like, I can't take... Because I would have had to leave Friday morning when I got off work, drive all the way to Southern Kentucky, shoot everything, drive back Sunday afternoon, then go back to work Sunday night, and then start my week all over again for, I think, uh, I think they were shooting five weekends in a row, but that was it, just weekends. And I'm like, oh, nope. Sorry, man. I'll pass. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, but that's not feasible for me, homie G. Mm -hmm. uh, but then part of me wanted to go, why do you think I look like a cult leader? I don't... Uh, oh, man, seriously? Stupid internet. Oh, sorry, my internet's been acting stupid lately. But um, Yeah, um, mine's being stupid, too. <laughs> I thought it was mine. 
No, it's, I think it's both of us, maybe. Um, ours is horrible, man. It's been dropping constantly lately, and it's, it's maddening, especially middle of the night. I'll be watching a movie, and all of a sudden, it'll just stop, and I'm like, Ugh. so I go stop it. I go over, and I'm like, what am I going to do now? I could read, or I could just put a movie in and read, so I'll just put a TV in <laughs> play and go read. Um, yep. So <laughs> I, got, I got to ask, I see you, see you got horrified back there, and you got What's your, what's your what's your mm -hmm. board game? What's your board game of choice? Actually, Monopoly. Monopoly. I always lose, but I like playing Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been? Have you played Betrayal at the House on the Hill? No, my kids get me these weird games, and I don't even play them. They go up for decoration. Like I open them and look at the cards. Oh, I did get um. Cards Against Star Wars. So that's that's definitely on my to playlist. It's like Cards Against Humanity, but it's a Star Wars box. I so that one's going that now. I, I, I don't know if you can see, but there's a lot of Star Wars crap back here. <laughs> I, I'm actually a huge Star Wars fan before Mandalorian, before Grogu, before all that. Like, But I, I do like Yoda and Baby Yoda. But yeah. I'm a Star Wars nerd, and people always find that odd that you look at me and you're like, no, I'm not really. Just me. I like Star Wars. I'm a weird little kid. I didn't have, I'm not going to say, I didn't have a fun childhood, and we'll leave it at that. So, now that I'm an adult and I can buy my own things, I am reliving my childhood, and I don't care how weird that is. That's me. That's that's me. Somebody asked me the other day, and they're like, "What do you got?" I was like, "I have a full set of stormtrooper armor. I have a full set of Sith robes. I have six of the high end lightsabers, plus the dark, you know, with the dark saber. I have uh six uh six stormtrooper helmets, Mandalorian helmets, Boba Fett, Jenga Fett." Uh, Darth Vader, Clone Troopers, Bo-Katan. I got all that stuff over there. Yeah, I see, I, I like Star Wars. I like comic books. Um, my favorite is probably Preacher. Um, yeah, I saw your the Ghost Rider box back there. That one kind of is exciting, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the, um, the, okay, so I, I, got, I got Preacher. You want to hear something funny? I got married with the last issue of Preacher in my pocket, in my jacket. That's awesome. My friend goes, my wife goes, what you got in your pocket? And I unrolled it, and I'm like, it's a Preacher. And I kind of rolled it and stuck it back in my jacket pocket and put my shirt. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. I was actually looking for my, oh, there they are. We have, I bought the complete editions. So I didn't have to, like, have all the comic books. But I've got book one and two so far. Oh, man. Those, those, those are uh, insanely fun and wrong in every... Oh, my God. I, I remember when, when he brought those out and I was reading, I'm like, this is, this is so, so crazy bad and wrong. And mm -hmm. uh, then when he brought out, when he did uh, Boys, he goes, I'm going to out Preacher Preacher. And then he dropped the boys, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I actually, um, 
got hooked on the TV show at first. And not even for the main character. Shh, leave me alone. Thirst trap. Fell into it face first. Um, so uh, then I looked into the comic books and, and, and yeah, haven't looked back. The comics are always better than the TV shows. Yeah. Believe me. Uh, I, I'm I'm setting, not only do I have all this here, I have this here, I have a stack here, I have a, I have a, my comic shop, I have a bunch of my stuff stored there. Um, I tell my wife, I was like, now you get to, if anything happens to me, you get to deal with all this shit. <laughs> I was framing up posters the other day, and I was like, remember, these aren't cheap posters, so if I die, they're worth money. Keep them. <laughs> or, or sell them. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't. I have a couple of those. Mm-hmm. I just got uh, I got heavy metal, an original heavy metal poster the other day. In the movie, it's all hanging up over there. But uh, so okay. I have a, my my favorite poster. My favorite poster is actually my cast and crew signed Mothman poster that hangs in my studio. Nice. I, I don't. I don't have. I have my friends like little movie posters. I have them like framed up and hanging in my shop. So if you go through, there's this poster of posters, and it's for, and they're all That's signed awesome. by all the cast and crew and stuff like that. And they're like, those are cool. I'm like, how can I get one? Like, you can't. You <laughs> That's that's the only right. problem with that stuff is is no one does movie posters anymore. So everybody does the little like eleven by seventeen ones for the most part. Yeah. So I I. I would love to get a good full size, you know what, uh, twenty four by thirty six poster of some of, of some of these movies. So, and uh, the one I want is now I got to talk to Don next weekend. Is I need to try to get a full size poster of Debbie Does Demons because that artwork is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Angel, she loves. She's excited for that one to come out, and she loves talking about all her experiences and everything. And that one comes up a lot with you know how fun it was. Yeah, so horror comedies are great. Oh, um, they are. They're so fun. So, so what 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 do you have coming up that you can talk about? Oh my gosh! Okay, uh, Butch and Jack this weekend. There's one I can't release yet. Um, after that, April is off. Um, in May, I'm back in Illinois with the Acrostar Film family. We're doing a Sweet Family Christmas. I'll be helping Beth Metcalf with the SFX. We're working together, creating a, a really cool kind of hallmarky, cheesy, horror, fun film. I don't know. It's just going to be a lot of fun, and it's a lot of us getting together wanting to make a fun film. And then With Child is coming up. I don't know if you've seen the yeah, second trimester thing going on about that. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm the lead SFX artist on that. Angel will be helping me. And yeah, that one's going to be pretty huge. I can't release any details though. Just, it's going to be very visceral. I've been picking up a lot of movies that are almost hard for me to swallow in the emotional sense. And Jeff wrote that movie. Um, it says it in the bio on Indiegogo after him and his wife lost a child. So it touches on a lot of emotions that generally aren't in horror movies but it's a very good horror movie so um i'm excited about that one and then um matt burns in june he's doing an anthology called uh head on the writer's block i think is the name of the story that we're doing i'll be helping with that 
Yeah, there's a lot. And that's all I have off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more and something I've missed in there. All right. Now, now I got I got to ask some of the hard-hitting questions here. When you're working, you listen to music. Mm -hmm. What are you listening to? If I'm working, you're either going to have something like Five Finger Death Punch, Metallica, heavy, harder rock. Um, if I'm trying to unwind and relax, it's going to be more like Duran Duran, 80s rock. But if I'm like in an angry, I just got to get this off my chest mode, I have a whole playlist of female artists. And it's like in this moment, like heavy screamo female artists. Go ahead. That's cool. The uh, it, it's it's funny because we we've we've I've been able to link because a lot of people that work in horror also love heavy metal, and there's <laughs> I, I don't know if in, inherently that's how it works or whatever. Because I've been a metalhead and a horror movie fan my entire life, and I don't remember anything else. And it looks like uh, what's up, Lucy? Uh, okay. Aw, hi, Lucy. As I said, that is my wife. Um, the first. <laughs> she is so pretty we have a male version of her named stinky he came to us as a stray a couple of years ago so yeah but we, have, we have a zoo we, we i have i have my my menagerie down here um we have the two cats uh i don't know where mine's at uh that's lucy her real name is lucy purr uh, my cat's Maze, uh, Mazikeen from, uh, um, Lucifer. Lucifer. And, uh, I have my little, my little fat Corgi down here who was named Lucy, but when we got her, we already had the cat. So she became Lulu. Uh, and then the dogs outside are Courage, my other Corgi, and my wife's mutt dog, Abby, because my kid named her because he was watching Abby. I have Abby. a 15 <laughs> year old mutt named Lila, and she was named Delilah from Sons of Anarchy. I was laying on the couch, and the newest episode came on, and Delilah was revealed, and I'm like, that's your name, kid. She was actually found in a dumpster, so she's wow. my... She, we don't know what she is. She has, like, half a tail. She's almost weenie dog-like. But, yeah, she's pushing 15 now. She's wow. my old woman. We, uh... Uh, all of our dogs are, are my wife's dog. The mutt is a is a oops dog that uh, a woman she worked with's friend had. They thought Aww. their dogs were getting fixed fast enough, but they weren't because the dog was already pregnant when they went to go take it to get fixed. And then uh, my corgi, my little fat one Lulu, she was a retired breeder dog, so we inherit we got her. And then Courage was uh, a little corgi that um, the people didn't want him, so they just surrendered him to the to the animal shelter my mom happened to be volunteering there that day and she's like do you still want another corgi and i went yeah yeah i do and so now i have courage and he's courage the third because he's the third courage we've owned so that's adorable but, oh man so um with with everything you got going on um do, do you find time to get to, to do anything else? <laughs> you get to go to concerts. Do you get to go see movies? Do you get to read a book? Uh, no. <laughs> no. 
Um, no, because usually if I'm not working on something, I'm reading through scripts of something I have upcoming, making things, or doing things with the kids. Like, me and the kids, we watch, you know, we'll, me and my oldest daughter, we are Grey's Anatomy fanatics. Uh, we have probably binge-watched Grey's two, three times. Um, we, we like to go back to the familiar, but we'll just sit and play card games, sit around talking, and let... Our favorite show is playing in the background. Another one, our other favorite one is Shameless. We actually, when I went to Chicago, went to the Shameless house and sat on the front porch. And uh, they have a little sign on the door. Do not approach unless you're going to pay the fee. They charge you $20 for a group. Just sit on their porch. That's reasonable. Okay. You're interrupting their daily lives, busting up in their fence. And it tells you, you know, don't come in unless you're going to pay. So we dropped our little $20 in the slot and took our picture. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. That's cool. Um, now, now I gotta ask. Now, how do how do your your kids dig horror? Or are they into what you're into? Um, yeah, actually, they are. Uh, my daughter is actually going to a set in May with me. She's gonna actually start learning camera work. My oldest son has been a PA. He was a PA on Mothman. Helped us out there. He's into all that but he's more of a musician now he started playing guitar and i can never get him away from it long enough to go to a movie set and my two younger kids they're both actors in my haunt they love it my youngest she's been acting in a haunt since she was five nice so it, it's good to be able to keep it with the keep it keep the family going there see my kids are like nah dad i don't want to do that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have to be careful because my, my kids will try to stow themselves away and come with me on movie shoots. They're they're completely on board with it. Like, especially my oldest daughter. She's like, Mom, you've been raising kids for 19 years. It's your turn to, to go live your dreams. Go have fun. And that's such an awesome feeling that I raised poignant enough adults that they're able to see, you know, hey, you know, th there's more to just being a mom. Yeah. It, well... Uh, I had I had that kind of experience a while back because I went through. We were poor. I mean, we were we, dirt farmer poor, and um, my kids. I always tried to make sure they didn't go without anything, you know. And um, my sons goes like, man, they're adults now. And they're like, we didn't realize we were poor. I'm like, then I guess I did a good job. <laughs> and you know, my my son Joe, he he has no desire to ever step front of a camera he has no desire to ever but that kid loves the right he's we're working on stuff together uh he i've always tried to get him on my show because that kid is i say kid he's, he's 23 um but he's very yeah he's super knowledgeable super i mean he remembers stuff that I don't remember and, and he's, he's on the ball. And I was like, man, I was like, I want to have you on the show one day so we can talk about stuff and we can, you know, we can do interviews with people. He's like, nah, I don't want to be on the show. He, it Aww. freaks him out. But then my youngest, who's 12 and has autism, he loves being on a show. He comes in and hangs out on my other shows, my cartoon shows, the, and the, you know, all that stuff. And now he's got a following because people love him because he comes out and I was like, Hey Vince, is today going to be a good Saturday? And he's like, and he throws thumbs up out there. Aww. And uh, people love him. And I'm like, hey, thank you for, my kid loves being, you know, I was like, this is great. So, <laughs> And, you know, uh, my daughter, if she, if she wanted to act, she could. She uh, 
had a small role in Trashy. She actually played my daughter in the movie, um, which was great. But uh, she's like, nope, don't ever want to do it again. It was the most uncomfortable I ever was. She's like, but I did it. So I, I think that if you don't, you know, I let my kids do whatever they wanted to, you know, because I was one of them kids that grew up and, you know, I was like, I want a guitar. My mom's like, no, you don't need a guitar. What will you need a guitar for? Um, then I found, then like you, I, I found horror effects makeup and stuff like that. And I ordered it out of the back, I think, of Fangoria. And she hated that because uh, I would uh, show up and she'd have a bunch of people hanging over at the house. And I'd come out and I'd have a pencil stuck in my eye with this gore hanging out of it. And I'm like, Mom! That and she's like, knock awesome. that shit off. Pull it out of my eye. People are like freaking out. And I'm like... Why you do that? Because it's fun. Fun, mom. And uh, fun. yeah. Um, so I got I got to ask because you talk about being a Star Wars fan. Favorite Star Wars movie, and why is it Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yes, it is Empire Strikes Back. I think. Um, yep. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I like them all. Like, I really do like them all. And it's hard to just pinpoint one favorite. Um, well, I don't like the Clone Wars. Uh, I don't like the Clone Wars. You don't I don't like Clone claim Wars? Them. No. I don't like Clone Wars. You, the, the cartoon, you couldn't get into it? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm not a cartoon fan. With A lot of times the cartoon adaptations to me, I guess it's my ADHD brain or whatever, but they don't fit what I like. So I props to whoever likes them, but I never liked the Clone Wars. But like all the, the real Star Wars, the the makeup during that time, during the first three Star Wars, the makeup was something we're still trying to figure out today. Like, whoa, how was that even done? Because they didn't have the caliber of things we have today. No. And it was so far ahead of his, its time. that That's why Star Wars is probably my favorite, you know, movie series of all time. Yeah. It's, it's, um, we have this discussion because people are like, well, I hate uh, Disney Star Wars. I hate the prequels or I hate this and this. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was not a fan of Phantom Menace. I took a while for me to actually kind of appreciate some aspects of it. I'm not, I still don't love the whole thing, but. As I say to this day, if the Star Wars music kicks in and I don't feel something here, then I need to stop watching Star Wars. Because every yeah. time there's a Star Wars movie, every time... Me and my son come here every Wednesday and we watch the newest Star Wars. We watch Bad Batch, we watch Clone Wars, we've watched all that. Now we're watching... Now next week we'll watch The Mandalorian. And my wife to this day goes, I wish I could have filmed you guys losing your shit. At the end of Mandalorian when Luke Skywalker showed up. Because me and my son were sitting there like, we're, we're sitting over here on the couch with the TV and we're watching it. And all of a sudden the, the alarm goes off and that one lone X-Wing comes in. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, oh. And I'm like, I turn into 10-year-old Paul again. And that got me yeah. all excited. And she goes, you guys were so funny. She goes, because you go, we both were like, oh my God. And then when his lightsaber ignites, you're just like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I turn into such a little kid. 
and I don't want to lose that. That's the thing about Star Wars. You think about, you know, us. It has literally spanned our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that is something we've grown up up with. And we've Mm -hmm. seen all the Star Wars memorabilia. So when an iconic character like Luke Skywalker comes back like that, how else are you supposed to react? Like, I think the 10-year-old in all of us came out. We were all squealing. I know I did. It's great. It, it's it's one of the best, and it was it was a moment I got to share with my kid, which was so awesome. And uh, it, it's it's one of the ones that I still love to this day. I still I, you know, just me and him, me and him are like this anyway. So it's awesome. Um, but I do I do have to ask you again before we're getting close to the end here. Uh, you talk about do you get to go to concerts at least? Oh my gosh, I haven't been to a concert in probably three years um the last one i went to actually was trans-siberian orchestra um my husband took me as a christmas gift and it was so much fun but before that yeah it had been a while since i actually went to a concert so that's one thing i i decided two years ago i i was i'm a, i'm like i said metalhead i love going to hear music i do i listen to my music while i'm editing and doing work in here in the basement and um, I finally got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to concerts. I don't care anymore. I've, if if I have to, like, I'll, I'll I'll make sure somebody covers me at my shop so I can go. I'm driving three hours away to go to a concert now where I used to be like, that's too far. Now I'm like, hey, they're not playing anywhere in the United States for, like, I don't know how long. We're going to a concert. So, <laughs> Well, there actually was a concert that I wanted to go to, and I literally cried because i can't go um it is uh stevie nicks in north carolina the first week in may and i will be in illinois on a film set well i'm, I'm gonna make, i might make you cry here a little bit uh i bought my wife stevie nicks tickets for uh valentine's day she wanted to go and she was talking about how i was like I was like, all right. So I started looking them up online. And of course, the one seats were stupid expensive and they were all sold out mm-hmm. at the lower seats. So I bought seats that I could afford and they were still, it's, it's all for me and her both to go. It's almost 400 bucks. And still, that a, is like the best Valentine's Day gift ever. She will never forget that. And, uh, did she cry? She, I go, Hey, I was like, I got you something. And uh, she's like, what'd you get me? And I was like, well, I can't hand it to you. And I, I held up my phone with the ticket. I'm like, you're going to go see Stevie Nicks. And she's like, are you going with me? I'm like, yeah, I'm going with you to see Stevie Nicks. Because I didn't get with her because her, her other two of her bands are Aerosmith and Stevie Nicks. And um, I paid for her to go see uh, Steven Tyler in Detroit. And I couldn't go. And uh, so she took one of her best friends, and now she's like, you're going with me, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going with you to go see Stevie Nicks, because that's... And um, the same day, I end up buying my son's uh, tickets to go see the band Health, uh, which is a synthwave band, and we're going to go see that. So I bought them concert tickets for Valentine's Day, too. <laughs> uh, that's what dads do. Cool dads do. That's right. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Um, with everything you got going on, you like I said, you're booked until like Ju- July minimum. Jeez, it's later, <laughs> probably August. Oh my. Um, 
I'm just I'm just amazed at you guys. Like I was talking to Angel, it's like you, you guys are working constantly, and that's amazing and, and and cool. And that your guys are kicking ass and you're putting out really good quality content. And I I I don't know how to explain. And uh, did not know you worked on Mothman. I didn't even know she worked on Mothman. I watched Mothman on Tubi like two months ago before I even you know. And I was like, this is a pretty good movie. And then she's like, oh yeah, I'm in that. I'm like, oh. And then I found her, and then I found you worked on. I'm like, holy crap, that's a great. <laughs> yeah, I actually I have one of the Mothman wings hanging on my wall <laughs> that I made for the film. So yeah. Okay, before before, um, before we end this tonight, I gotta ask: yes. Do you have a favorite piece of memorabilia from the movies you worked on? Yes, but I can't show it. Not yet. Um, it again is from Desperate. Okay. It was, it's from Desperate Souls, and it's uh, actually from my own kill scene. I wanted to keep it, so I kept the piece for that. Nice. Um, that was a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait till you guys see that. We did some crazy shooting for that. I actually got to film one of the scenes, so that was a lot of fun. Um, it was a POV perspective for Angel, where we're looking at her. So that was a very fun shot. Um, I did my own stunts, so I got to fall off a bar stool. That was fun. So, so, actress, producer, uh, makeup, special effects, makeup, wardrobe, stunts. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. It gets better. Hold on. There's a scene in there. Um, I actually walked away with um the title branch manager because it was night. But we needed the effect of tree branches across the wall. Mm -hmm. And there were no tree branches. So our DP walks outside, grabs some limbs, tapes them together, and says, Come on, you're the new branch manager. And I stood with the tree branches above my head and out of shot so we could get that beautiful effect. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a branch manager, but you've also, you're a stand in for a tree. You're a stand in. <laughs> Oh, and I was a garden gnome on that set. Um, the wind was terrible, and we had to have a light outside. I know, I know, all these funny stories. The wind was terrible, and it was like 16 degrees. I mean, it was cold. So I grabbed my husband's thick coat and two really big, thick fleece blankets. And I'm standing out holding this light pole. And they're inside filming, looking out the window, laughing at me. And the wind catches my blanket and blows it away. So I go to grab it and I look like I'm out here dancing. And of course, they all have a conniption fit laughing inside, not realizing that I am really struggling because my blanket's going into the cornfield. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my garden gnome experience and I didn't like it. Well, my, my, my goal is, is that uh, here soon, because uh, here when I get done with this, I got to get a message uh i'm going to do uh morgan is going to be on the show next um but i'd like to get all three of you guys i'd like to get you morgan and angel on a show together and i'd love to hear all the stories because i <laughs> and this, this has been fun and uh i can't wait to hear more stories <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm gonna put this out there i don't know if you're booked uh but uh june 4th I'm having my convention here in my little hometown. I do a comic book 
slash convention and uh you're more than welcome to come up and uh you know get you a table and do all that fun stuff so you know okay you know but but you're busy i understand but but, but we're planning november so hopefully that'll be a two-day hmm. so that would be fun yeah definitely hopefully. all right well, I don't want to waste up any more of your time today because you are a busy woman and uh, keep kicking ass and uh, uh, tell your husband doing a great job on holding the, 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 the being a gaffer and a light guy. <laughs> and um, congratulations again on, on staying sober. Congratulations on, on all the on all the stuff you're doing and and everything. And I can't say that enough. Um you know, you're, you're, you're kicking ass and taking names. So keep it up. And, uh, yeah, it's all thank done you so when I much for having me. Yep. <laughs> you're welcome. Anytime you got, if you, if you got something that you want to talk about, sometime you got an upcoming movie you're working on, whatever, give me a message. I'll, if I have to sneak in on a Tuesday night at 11 o'clock at night, I will work with it. I mean, I don't go to bed till about two in the morning, so I'm pretty good here. So, um, but yeah. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, again, thank That's you so good. very much. Um, I will put your links and stuff here at the end of the episode and, uh, I'll put links to your upcoming movies and stuff like that. And, uh, your IMDB page and, uh, you mind with your Twitter, your Facebook, all that stuff. You good with that? Send those links out. Yeah, go ahead. I don't have Twitter, but I have, uh, I have Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I will put that at the end. Uh, like I said, I'll work on this tonight, and I will have this up tomorrow. Fingers crossed, if the internet doesn't go out and I don't have any issues, it goes up tomorrow at noon Eastern Standard Time. So, all right. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, this has been great. Uh, you're an awesome person. I can't wait to meet you guys uh, in person. And hopefully, like I said, if you can't come up, maybe you can come up to us when we're going to be over in Virginia. I'll send you the link to that on Facebook here. So yeah, please do. Up. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, you guys have a good night and have fun and be careful in all your journeys and trips and, and stunts of falling off bar stools. Uh, <laughs> I have not done that sober. So I am I am. <laughs> It was pretty hard, actually. Just saying, sober is a lot harder. Oh, I, I, I do have one barstool bar story, and then I'm going to have to let this go. We used to go to this one bar, and we had these three spots over by the wall, up front at the bar. Me, one of my best friends, and another guy we used to hang out with. We came in one night. We walk over, and there's these three dudes sitting at our bar stool, and we're just like, um, dude, those are our seats. And the guy goes, man, we've been here for like an hour. I was like, no, you don't understand. Those are our seats. And he goes, I don't see your name written on it. I said, get up. And he got up. I flipped the bar stool over and I had written my name on the bar stool. <laughs> I was like, that's me. I'm Paul. And he's like, oh, and they get up and leave. And then my buddy looks at me and goes, Aren't you glad you grabbed your stool and not mine? Because that would have been horrible because I flipped it over and it said Dante. <laughs> but it, it started out as a joke because it was one of them, you know, I don't see your name written on or whatever. So I took a Sharpie from one of the waitresses and I wrote it on the bottom of the bar stool and then flipped that, it over. That's awesome. 
But yeah, yep. that's that's my that's my drunken barstool. I wasn't even drunk yet. I just walked in. So, so you were just going to knock somebody off your barstool. That's what that, it was. Right. You don't sit on my barstool. So nice. same way with my couch over it. My couch is falling apart and my wife has her side, which is in good shape. My side of the couch is falling apart. That's my side of the couch. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, you have a good night. Thank you so very much. And um, one of these days, we're, we're going to have to hear some more stories. So. Absolutely. All right. You take care. See ya. You too.